Well, Eric didn't tell us about his week yet. That wasn't very nice. He, he asked us about ours, but no, no one asked him about his. I've, I'm so used to him just talking nonstop about himself, I didn't even occur to me that it hadn't happened yet. Hello and welcome, everybody. You're listening to episode 142 of PHP Ugly, your premier podcast for PHP developers. We are here with our typical Hangover crew. In our world of Hangover, our version of Alan, our very good friend, Thomas Rideout. I don't understand what you said in the slightest bit. Any of us were to get a tattoo on our face, it would definitely be our version of Stu, Don Condon. That's me. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. I think that's a good one. You're Stu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figure I, I, I'm more of the... Uh, the Marshall uh, Leslie uh, Chow mix, probably. <laughs> as much as I wish I was Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper's character, probably more of the Marshall. Less, less. I mean, not like the illegal parts, just kind of the odd parts. Thomas, have you never seen The Hangover? I have. I just didn't. I didn't go through that period of obsession that everyone else seemed to go through. Yeah, I, I just happened to be watching it. When we got home, I got home from work and just wanted something to watch while we ate dinner and turned it on. And it was, it's just one of those movies or it was just one of those moments where everything about the movie just struck me as super funny again. (laughs) And the wife and (laughs) I was watching it with the wife and kids actually. And it's just, it's a great movie, man. (laughs) It's just a great movie. And so, yeah, I'm a fan. And and Ken Jeong has been on everything lately he's been all over yeah he has yeah with his new show on netflix i've seen him on hot ones and all sorts of podcasts yeah he'll be uh he'll be on our podcast next week yeah Um, stay tuned (laughs) he'll finally diagnose that thing on eric's face (sighs) it's it's just my face thomas we've had this conversation (laughs) (laughs) how's everybody doing how's everybody's week i'm ready to go to bed Dude, oh my so God! Lame. It's like trying to drag a dead body through sand with you two. I know. I'm trying to produce a good show here. You're killing me. Well, mistakes. Mistake number one. I spent ten hours in this chair today because we released code last night and we ended up reverting it at the tenth hour. Oh no! You reverted it, huh? <laughs> yeah, we ended up reverting it. Uh, Just... do, you, do we want to get into the story at all, or do we want to discuss? Oh yeah, come on. I mean, there's not a whole lot to the story to tell. It was a feature I've been working on for months. It I tested it. I've had other people testing it, and there's just some quirkiness with this with the code base. And we didn't test one functionality, I guess. And it's really hard to get into without how the application works. That piece was broken, and you know we did a bunch of firefighting throughout the day and tried tried getting to a point where we could keep it in production, and just got to a point where they wanted to pull the plug and say, "Let's take it back." That's a bummer. Uh, yeah, it's never I mean, never it, fun. It, is it anything you can talk about, like a lesson learned, or? Uh, yeah, I mean, because I mean, ba- basically, all we got out of that story is, yeah, we tried to pull away some code, some bad things happened, and we. We just yeah. pulled the code back. Uh, <laughs> lessons learned. No, don't just test your happy path because that's easy to do. So, you know, yeah. I, all my testing was around a, a use case and that worked fine. And uh-huh. within this application, there are so many uh, 
because it's a legacy application, there are so many things built into it already. There's a whole concept of teams. So you as an administrator of your company could have people working underneath of you and you can create content and then share it down to your, your members. And in, mm-hmm. and in this case, it was uh, voicemails. So you could record one and share it to your, your team and a team member could then use it. And there was something funky within that sharing piece, the way the, the code is written. It's just not easy to work with. And I didn't test that path. You know, I, I tested my voicemails, but not the, mm-hmm. the team shared ones. And it just was not good. Unit tests are important. It was hard to unit test the the code I was changing because it's not really testable code. So it would have required a lot more refactoring, which I should have done, but I did not. Unit test obviously would have helped in other parts of the code as well. Just a bad week or a bad day. Start off as a great week. And bottom line, what what do we what do we learn the most important lesson at all? John's not a very good developer. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, no, come on. That's not true. You know, that's not true. <laughs> no. So I start off with the bad stuff to go to the good stuff. The, the same application, I've been preparing the code to, to get it working on PHP 7 now for probably at least two years. And it felt it was in a good state, but, it, you know, it's hard to get the get management of the application, the, the owners to be in a comfortable place to launch the code into a PHP 7 server. Uh, they finally pulled the trigger on a few servers. Uh, as that application has grown, they've got it in multiple environments within Amazon and were able to spin up one server running PHP 7.3 alongside another server running 5.6 so they can watch graphs uh, in New Relic, which has been a lot of fun to see them running the same uh, request per minute, but watch the CPU usage in half on the uh, PHP 7 server. Really? Yeah. Nice. I don't think it's going to equate to a whole lot of speed improvement because the application is very bound by the database. Mm-hmm. But just exciting to finally have at least a 7.3 server in production on this application. And within the next couple weeks, they will start spinning up more servers and other environments using it. So exciting. It's, it's been a trip watching you grow up through PHP, (laughs) starting with what 4.8 when we first met and then slowly moving your way through the five branch. Now you're almost an adult (laughs) with PHP seven. Slowly. I took that PHP 4 branch to PHP 5.5. Actually, no, actually 5.6. While the the more grown-up version of the code base was stuck on PHP 5.3 until I finally was moved from the, the old code base to the new code base and then took the time to get it from 5.3 to 5.6. And, yep. But it's it's there. It's done. It's working. Well, let's take a quick moment and welcome everybody listening to us live in Discord up above. The super Hello. fans. Discord friends. And uh, 
If you if you notice anything weird about the stream, let us know. I feel like uh, in looking video and looking at my dashboards here, it feels like voices and are out of sync. But that's not uh, unusual. Yeah. Let me know if you guys uh, see any issues. Um, besides that, what have you been up to, Thomas? Uh, teenagers and code and teenage code. I don't know. It's been it's been a rough week, man. It really? Been a, yeah, it has been a long one. My wife's <laughs> my wife's been dealing with a lot of stuff at work, and uh, we've been dealing with a lot of screaming teenagers who can't stand each other. And I'm not even drinking tonight, which is like. I think the first episode where I'm not having a beer on camera. Yeah, but, it shows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get a little bit, little bit low energy right now. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, working on a lot of stuff. Uh, tried to get the episode out uh, yesterday and completely failed. Uh, <laughs> and so I think I got the episode out at like 1 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> You know, real skill. So the the, uh, not, the not drinking thing is unusual for you. Is it just something going on that you can't, or are you just tired and don't want to? Uh, the the uh, wife wanted to go go out to dinner last night after a particularly hard day at work, and so we decided we were going to enjoy our evenings yesterday instead of today which is my normal you know don't want to don't want to drink too many days in a row i'd say did, did my hangover reference like really nail it I'm, are you are you hung over a little bit i think i might even be getting sick too i have two of my my kids have been home the last several days from school because they've been too sick to go to school and I feel your pain there. Got, you know, yeah. Uh, so that's been thrilling. And I've been talking to them through walls instead of in face to face. I've got trying. I've got two with a pink eye and one with a double ear infection. So Jesus. Well, Fun. He's got two ears, so he's fine. Oh, wait, double ear infection. I can <laughs> Well, is it is it both ears or is it twice in one ear? <laughs> both ears. Separ was we took him to the doctor, not even thinking ear infection at all, and mm. she looked in there. She's like, "Yep, both of them are infected." Here's the antibiotics. Oh. Ten days, go for it. Yeah, my wife's got an ear infection right now too. Ugh. You can't help as a parent to feel like you're being judged. Like I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> I didn't feel that way at all. Was I supposed to? Yeah, I'm yeah. You know, you're definitely supposed to take way. some yeah. accountability on that. Yeah, pretty like, much. Every time, every time, every time I took my kids in, I, I tell you, the thing that absolutely crushed me to the soul was uh, we, our, our kids were doing really well in school, um, and this was, I think, was, I think they were still in kindergarten, or they might have been in first grade. I, I don't remember the specific line, but they were doing well. And, um, we, we come in, we got, we got called in for a, a, a talk and we're like, huh, what's, what, what's going on? And they're like, yeah, um, 
we had we did some you know, basic uh, vision testing in school today, and we really think you need to get your daughters in and have them tested. Like, talking about kids, our kids are always reading comic books and. I mean, uh, you know, like little books and stuff. They've got their nose all the way to the page. What could be the problem? This is this is insane. So we we take them in, and uh, you know, I'm standing there. You're standing in the hallway, and the doctor has my first daughter, and like, okay, you know, read as far down on the chart ahead as you can, and they're on like the third line, and my the letters are still like huge. And they're getting getting the letters completely wrong, and I'm just like, no, 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 that's not right. No, do it again. That's not right. <laughs> and it, it turned out that they both severely needed glasses. Not only did they need glasses, but they had to have like patching done. And and I mean, I was like, I'm like, how am I their father? And I ha- did not ever even recognize this. I mean, how can they? How can their vision be this poor? And there was nothing. There was no indicators to me. Yeah, I felt. I felt horrible, man. I felt horrible. See that? Uh, so, yeah, that's how I you see. should be feeling, John. I I can see that if if you for something like that, I can understand feeling horrible. But kids get sick. Why would I feel horrible like a bad parent for them getting sick? Because you're supposed to protect them, John. You're supposed to keep them in that little man. bubble. And, you know. Screw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the mom's job. <laughs> and there goes some of our listeners right there. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm a stepfather. I'm I'm obligated to be distant towards my own children. <laughs> well, you do a good job at it, Thomas. Which part? Which part? Being distant. S- that was kind of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I'm great at it. <laughs> nailing it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, so, who's hey. upgrading their Laravel? Well, Eric didn't tell us about his week yet. That wasn't very nice. He, he asked us about ours, but no, no one asked him about his. I've, I'm so used to him just talking nonstop about himself, I didn't even occur to me that it hadn't happened yet. I appreciate that, John. You bring a tear to my eye. <laughs> I, I go back and listen to our show and... I'm always thinking, nobody asked how I was doing. No nope. asked. How are you doing? John asked. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're, I'm starting to knock out uh, knock out some tasks that, I, that have been kind of lingering over my head. Some, some coding tasks. Uh, got, got a couple things done. Got a team... We're kind of we're kind of hitting hitting the stretch on this new application we're developing, and uh, we still got a ways to go. But I'm really happy to see the progress the team's making. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 an interesting position to be in because you know we as developers we just love developing, right? It's, you know, come to us. Whatever you want to develop, we'll develop. It doesn't have to be a good idea, you know. We'll develop it for you if you if you want to pay us to develop. We'll doesn't develop have to be it. safe. Doesn't have to progress progress humanity in any way. <laughs> and it starts to get with as much time and uh, effort as we've put into this app. You know, we're getting to a point where um, the the 
customer is going to start to to demo it to potential clients. Say, hey, is this something you're interested in? And already, you know, like that nervous feeling in the pit of your stomach of, you know what, I don't think anybody's going to like this. Or I don't think anybody's going to want this. I mean, we're already like starting to get hints of feedback from, you know, certain people that, you know, that what we're doing might be overkill, that they're not sure client, you know, their clients are, you know, this is something that embrace. And you're just kind of like hoping, well, kind of hope they do because we spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> but, it, it wasn't, but I don't know. just to be clear, it wasn't overkill on our part. It's not like we overcomplicated it. It, it was taking direction from the, the project owner. That's good. That's a good point. To, 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 yeah, that's good to, to make. Yeah, but you know, but you still want to see it succeed, and and we're okay, like pivoting and changing a few things in there. But you know, the overall concept we're hoping is embraced, and I don't know. It's kind. Of, it's kind of a. I, I'm almost feeling like it's a fifty-fifty thing. Like they'll get this out in front of people, and like they're either going to love it or you know nobody's going to be interested. If it if so, it makes we'll you see. feel if it makes you feel any better, I'm working on an identical problem. The some new tech that my company is insistent on rolling out. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a lot of a lot of effort this week into augmented reality stuff. And, augmented uh, reality. Yeah, uh, they. I'm, I'm actually. Well, I mean, obviously, you have. Your scope in your industry is, is, is different, but I, I, I've augmented reality in general. I always felt like could be was way more beneficial than virtual reality. Oh, like sure. The idea, yeah. That, I, I always love the idea of like wearing glasses and being able to be fed information as you're, you know, you're looking at a piece of art and being able to get information about that art. That that, that is always so appealing. Yeah. That is not what we're doing. No, you're just no. You guys are doing something like, like you know, Doug. You want to see a pole dancer? Just put up your camera. Yep. No, yeah. no, no, no. That's exactly. Tell him no, Thomas. That's exactly no, what it Thomas. is. No. And it's like they. This is all behind the normal paywall, and they think it's going to drive interest in subscribers. And I'm like, it is, it is a five minute novelty, and then it is on. I agree. If even that, it's like you know, how many times can you see a pole dancer in church or something? You know, it's like yeah, that that that'll that's just not funny after a while. Yeah, it's it, that's weird, it, and it's know. a huge push, and I've I've been working on it all week, and I. <laughs> You know, I I know that the the owner is a bit enamored with uh, AR technology, and I, I get the feeling that that he used a Hololens at CES, mm-hmm. and wasn't aware that thirty five hundred dollars is a high bar for entry. <laughs> um, you know, so I think his expectations of how cool people think this is going to be don't include the fact that it requires a headset for $3,500. So did you get one yeah, for I mean, testing? 
Uh, I think we might actually have one. But right now, everything we're doing is on the phones with Apple's AR technology. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, and we've, we've you know, been stuck in similar situations where, you know, we just didn't particularly agree with the direction that client was taking. And, I mean, at the end of day, they're the ones paying the bill, but... You know, we we had uh, we had a client once that, and we talked about it on the show when it was happening, where our team had developed um, a fairly complex uh, front end for them using Vue.js, and they just decided in like the eleventh hour, you know what, we don't want to use Vue, to just rip that out and and replace it, and it was a it was a huge undertaking for us. And we begged and pleaded with them. We're like, listen, it, it was it was a project that we knew we were handing off. We knew the client was going to take the project over. And they felt like their skill set wasn't strong enough with Vue.js. And our our lead developer at the time literally begged and pleaded with them. It said, listen, I'll come in for the next two weeks and personally train your developers. I can promise you that once they understand Vue... Uh, they'll they'll love it, and it'll be way easier than trying to rip all this out, and and replace it. And they just chose to pay for an extra two or three months to literally rip out everything that was done with this Vue.js uh, JavaScript framework and replace it with. I think I think we actually just went with J- straight jQuery, and it was it was tough. But, that's you know, that's again, rough. Ultimately, I mean, you know. It's 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 a double-edged sword. I mean, it's nice to have clients that have a sense of the technology they're using because then they can start to understand some of the limitations. They kind of understand what to ask for. But at the same time, when they think they know more than they actually know, that can be a problem. You know, we, we've, had, we've had clients that keep insisting, you know, I want to see the database structure. It's like, okay, well, I can show you the database structure, but... You you won't understand anything about it. I mean, it's just a bunch of columns and names. That, you know, it's 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 fun. I don't know. I've been working more. I've been trying to work more on some of the Diego Dev products we have. Uh, we're trying to get uh, Mission Control kind of reworked a little bit and released. And I have some ideas behind that. We're trying to implement a few new features. When, Speaking of which, did you get those lanyards out? Yeah, uh, no, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I will. I have talked to the office uh, assistant administrator or the assistant, and she has assured me that she will come in and get everything or- organized and get them out. I did get a PO box, as I mentioned last week. That's uh, one of the things I kept telling John. I wanted to get a PO box first because. I wanted to be able to put a return address on it, but I didn't want to use our physical address. He kept saying he kept saying he was worried buttery crumpets was going to show up at our doorstep. If buttery will just fly in and know know where I'm at half the day, so yeah, that is a constant yeah. concern. Our our fans um, are a little obsessive. <laughs> yeah, John, it's not like we've never had a fan fly in to see us. <laughs> Oh man! So good point. But it, 
it'll be uh it'll be fun. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna get those out. I'll 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 uh I'll start to push the office assistant to come in and get them done. I've been in the office like by myself all week. John hasn't been here. He's, he's wasn't here last couple days. And the the normal people who show up didn't have showed up. We we usually have like two developers who are pretty consistent about coming into the office, and neither one of them have been here all week. I had a I had a couple of developers here um, for like half the day. I think yesterday I was, I was there on Wednesday, wasn't I? Just not today because of the issues. Mm-mm. No, you weren't here on Wednesday. Hmm. That was your walk in the park day, remember? Oh, oh yeah. Wait, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that was supposed to be our uh, racquetball day. So, see, you see, look, look at, look, look up, look above my head. Yeah, fly in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never this would. Is why, this, this is, this is why we can never let buttery crumpet know where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um, but yeah, I didn't play racquetball this week. I was, At all? I, I was I was supposed to play on Wednesday. My my racquetball friend bailed on me Wednesday. He said we'll play for sure tomorrow on Thursday. And I'm sitting around all day today. And he's he's been holding his racket all day. Like, are we gonna go now? We're we gonna go now. We're we gonna go now. Yeah. Nope. Been I've been fondling my blue balls and being like, we're oh, gonna play some racquetball. Yeah. Well, racquetball, they're, they're a little blue ball, you know. What yes, I know. Are you are you able to breathe better now that you've had like a, a week of resting? I well, no, I'm actually doing better with the breathing. Uh, John, John will contest. I I can actually get through. The I won't contest it. You're, you're you are correct. I won't contest. Yeah. Oh, I used the wrong word. <laughs> I wasn't contest. I say something else. But. Confess. But yes, I, I am actually doing doing better better with the breathing. Yeah. I'm still losing like crazy. Pulled his ha- uh, pulled his hamstring last week, pretty bad. I did. I did pull the hammy. Last really? Week. Yeah. See, yeah, that was unfortunate. Well, that working out stuff I, will kill you. It, it was my own. It was my own doing because you know I'm struggling. You played with, racquetball. I'm struggling with a weak knee, and so last week I'm like I'm going to get a brace for my knee to help with my knee. So I I get the brace, and of course. With the brace now, it makes bending the knee a little bit more restricted. And I just stepped funny, and then my hand is like, Oh, I'll help you hurt him, knee. <laughs> but, yeah, you just I know, I told, relocated I, the injury from your knee to your hamstring. You, you bought <laughs> a device John, to do that. I told John, I'm like, it's just my body rebelling against me, trying to get me to sit back down. That's all. I just have to keep fighting back. That's all. That's not how it works. It's exactly how it works, man. So worried about him. (laughs) But like I said, no mercy. No mercy. Sweep the leg. Taking it out. (laughs) I know uh, last week when we played, uh, John... Just nailed me in the gut, and uh, at the time when he did it, it, you know, I have a lot of gut. It didn't didn't seem to to bother me. I, I felt like the wave, like you know, go around to my back and come back around to the front a couple times. <laughs> but I thought it was okay. And then I think uh, I think we played. It must have been Thursday. Yeah. I woke up Friday morning. And I'm like, why do I feel like somebody hit me in the stomach? <laughs> 
I was hurting. I was hurting so bad Friday, and it, it took me a little while to realize. I'm like, oh wait a minute, that's right. I did get hit in the stomach yesterday. Yeah, this is when John accidentally punched you in the stomach. I, I mean, I, I think the first two times could be considered accident. I think the third time, fourth time, and fifth time were intentional. <laughs> Something of yelling like horrible things at me. I don't know. That, that sounds like me. <laughs> All right, so we talked about Laravel 5.8. Laravel 5.8 got released this week. Yes, I hate it. You hate it? You, yeah. you don't actually hate it. Let's not let's not go there. Let's not let's not hate. What 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 do you not like about it? We use caching it. extensively in my company. Mm-hmm. And uh and five point eight requires you to change all of your caching from seconds to minutes. That's a, so, that's a simple search and replace, man. Yeah. But and isn't it, it minutes to seconds? Say again? Isn't it minutes to seconds? No, the other way, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is the other way around. It was minutes, now it's seconds. Yeah. Um, which is just super annoying. But I, I at least understand that a little bit. Um, <laughs> but that this is also the deprecation start for all of the, uh, the helpers. helpers. Yeah, but, the helpers, yeah. The array and the string helpers. But with, with that one, yeah. couldn't you, can you use a service provider and use a, a proxy? For the helpers, sure. No, no, for the for the caching, so that you can continue to throw in minutes and have it do the math, and then proxy it through to Probably. the actual cache. Probably, but I mean that's just delaying the inevitable of having to do the the real change. Yeah. Mm. Um, but there was the other the other issues. I was taking bets earlier on uh, how many. Uh, versions 5.8 would be at by the time we went to air. So on Tuesday, I was asking. I, uh, I believe the over under was uh, like 0.4 release or 0.6 release. Something. Yeah, and it hasn't been that bad actually. Uh, we're now up to 0.2. Yeah. So two, we got two releases the first day. Well, three. We got three releases the first day. So it's 5.8.2 now. And uh, I don't know what what those small fixes were for, except that I do have an article announcing that 5.8.1-5.8.2 had been released. Did you guys see that one? No. Nope. You saw that one, Eric. You shared it. That, that's, that's the one that you just posted in, uh, in Trello, right? Uh, yeah, let me. I'll pull. I'll pull that up on the stream for our live here. Yeah, yeah. This. These are just the release notes. These are the release notes for the point one and point two. No, not, are they? Not. They look yeah, like, it looks like the five point eight release. Notes. Yeah, what you shared. Oh well, then you're looking at you're looking at the wrong one then. Uh, uh, that's what so, was in Trello. Yeah, <laughs> that was just the five point eight release. There's also a change log for 5.81 and 5.82. And, yeah. uh, you know, it reverted changes, uh, fixed quoted environment variable parsing, uh, changed return fake objects from facades, 
Uh, Laravel News doesn't even have it uh, have it on the board yet. So. That's it's in the it's in the Laravel blog. I've I've got it. I posted it in the Slack channel, but uh, it's yeah, I, not surprising that there would be three releases in one day whenever a new big version goes. <laughs> so John John had asked me, he's yeah. you know. The the stuff we're working on, we try to we try to stay pretty current with it, and John's uh, <laughs> like, "Hey, you're not you're not upgrading anytime soon." I'm like, "No, my hey. my new rule of thumb is we have to go at least a week between releases." <laughs> it, it was the fact that the day it was announced, he he wrote about it <clears throat> in uh, in our Slack channel, and said he was going to use Shift to to do the migration. And I was like, uh, wait, <laughs> let's, let's give it a little bit of time to sit there. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to use shift on it, to be honest. I might try to bang it out myself. Are you going to upgrade the... uh, to Carbon? Because uh, the, the new Laravel you, supports you Carbon to, right? 1 and 2. Oh, oh, you have an option. Oh. Yeah, you can choose if you're going to run Carbon 1 or Carbon 2. Man, we use carbon so much. The only isn't the only difference with carbon too is it has the immutability. Yeah, are, are yeah. There, are there other differences? Yeah, there is an immutable class, but there's also changes to localization. A ton of changes to localization. Might, uh, I don't know. Might, might change that out. I mean, yeah. There's a there's a whole document hmm. on on how to migrate to carbon two with kind of stuff that you need to be aware of. Then you have the .env upgrade to 3.0, the new yep. release of that one. That's very nice. .env gets a lot of new functionality out of that. Yeah. Um, but you so, could have also just done it on your own in your composer JSON. Yeah, but would would the application still been able to read it though? I believe so. I, I guess I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Horizon got the, got a, a big update. <laughs> Everybody jumped all over you about that. It, I don't know if I'd call it a big up, update. Come on, that's you, uh, a, a, a complete UI refactor. No, it's not a. It's it's a dark theme. It's not a. Complete yeah, it's every UI single refactor. every single color changed. That's a that's a big change. <laughs> Where is that link, uh, man? I I know I know uh, that that posted in people in Discord, people in Slack, people in IRC. Oh yeah, no, I was getting ats all morning. <laughs> Everybody was making sure that you saw that that the new Horizon Horizon wasn't dead. That that they had a they had a release for it. Yes, uh, the support. Uh, Added the new UI and removed support for five five and five six. <laughs> what I loved about the article in in uh, Laravel News is if you did, they have they have a couple changes here in the article. New UI, you know, uh, environment of uh, command options, a couple changes, a couple fixes. Then it says at the top, it says check out the release notes on GitHub for a complete list or, or complete release notes. I'm like, oh, cool. There's way more. They're just highlighting a couple things. Yeah, just the big stuff. 
you click on it, and it's the exact same thing. There's nothing. There's nothing else there. That's it. There's no reason to click on that link. They have it on the article. Yeah, I'm. I'm. And they bumped the the version all the way up to three point zero point zero because it's a backwards. Which, it's a backwards breaking change. I so well, somebody new must be managing the versions then. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah so I, that's, that's, that's the big thing with Horizon. It now has a dark theme, which you know, pretty much everybody nowadays. But, yeah, dark yeah. theme, and I can no longer use it because I'm on five six. <laughs> Bizarre. Like, you need to get you need to get in that upgrade path, man. We were talking I, about that. We were talking about that internally. I don't know if you caught it in our company Slack, yet, Thomas, but I mean, we we were mentioning how, as a development group or as a company, when you decide to use Laravel, man, you are committing to constantly moving forward because you you can't stand still with Laravel. I mean, other frameworks, uh-uh. yeah, maybe you can stand still on for a while, but Laravel, and you're you're You've got to keep moving. It's not a bad thing. I mean, well, depending on who you are and how you get paid and how comfortable you are with that sort of stuff. But how it's, frequently it's you a, want to push to production. It's not a bad thing, necessarily. Yeah, I mean... So, so Thomas, it's, you, just, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. You give me crap all the time about my version of PHP, and you're, what's keeping you on 5.6? I, don't, I actually don't know if we're on 5.6. I think we might be on 7. 5.7? <laughs> He's talking about Laravel. John. Oh, I thought you said you were stuck on PHP 5.6. No, 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 no. Oh. Oh, remove support no, for Laravel 5.5 and 5.6. Never mind. I can't read. Right. And, you know, 5.5 being LTS, so removed support for LTS. <laughs> That's oh, man, kind I of a bummer. Think about that. Was was five five the last <laughs> LTS? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to their defense, they didn't Dude, say Horizon def- was do LTS. Not, do not defend that. That is such a. Dumb I'm just move. saying. I'm just saying they didn't say Horizon was LTS. They 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 said that Laravel was LTS. Yeah, they, and the Git the GitHub channel is Laravel slash Horizon. It's just, it, it's just dumb. It's dumb. It's not taking what LTS means seriously. What, what in these changes had them drop support for for five seven? I wonder. I, I mean, there's not that, there's not that much there. Yeah, I I don't know. I <laughs> I can't I can't figure. I can't. I mean, unless the symphony process required them. I mean, like one of the one of the dependencies of Horizon. I, I don't know. I, I can't see what could have made them support. And, and it just says it's not supported. It doesn't say it doesn't actually work. They're not going to support it. Their, their enterprise coverage won't support it. So let's be fair. Some of the All decisions right. that are made. Hmm. 
there there isn't a lot of transparency going on about the why the decisions are made or what the dis- changes will be coming up. I mean, I'm still in fear of the next announcement from Laracon, which God knows whatever it's going to be self-driving car or something. <laughs> yeah, I I would I would talk about some of the speculation I've been hearing, but I I just don't want to feed into that. That's that's part of the problem. It's like I I'm I really I really got jaded on it last year and I don't know. I just I, I've been reading um I've been reading a book called uh, Rework and uh, Rework was written by um, uh, DHH and Jason and Fry and if you don't know who DHH is he's the creator of Ruby's on Ra- Ruby on Rails. Him and Jason uh, are the founders behind uh, Base. I think is what it was called. Yeah. But anyways, if you if you read their their book, I, I yeah, I'm not a huge fan of everything he's saying. I I I connect to a lot of stuff he's saying as a small business and as somebody who's trying to develop products myself. I connect to some of the stuff he's saying, but uh, if you're not DHH is huge in the, in the Laravel community, and and you, I know that Taylor himself is a big fan of DH, and now reading this book, I really get a better sense of why you see some of the behavior from Taylor. Because there's just... Oh, please tell. Oh, I, you know, again, let me, I'll talk specifically about the book and specifically about being a small business owner and how it relates to me. But, you know, DHH talks about, and, and I don't know... You know, both Jason and DHH wrote this. I don't know who's talk, you know, who's talking at any particular time, but the book refers to a lot of the things that they did for like Basecamp that was considered bad practice or out of the norm that worked for them, and and they they kind of put it in this frame of this is why you shouldn't listen to people. People will tell you this, and that's stupid because we did it and we succeeded. I'm like, oh my god, dude! It's like because you succeeded doesn't invalidate that whole approach or that whole philosophy. Yeah, it just means you were lucky, and you know, yeah, yeah. That seems like I, I intentionally I bad advice. I don't want to knock it too much because the book itself is really good, and there's a lot of good advice. Now, I'm trying to think of a specific example of what. Uh, one thing where I was like, "Oh my God, no that that's terrible," um, and, and and not that it was necessarily terrible, but you know he talked a lot about, or he talks they they talk some about, you know, not trying to match competitors feature by by feature. You know, your product can have fewer features and still be successful. And I, one of the philosophies I think John and I had when we started Diego dev was we, we, we weren't trying to be millionaires, right? We didn't think we were going to be the next billionaire development. I mean, we weren't going to have a problem to happen, <laughs> but that wasn't our goal. You know, that's the same we as never, my approach to buying a lottery ticket, you know? Yeah. I mean, you never heard us say, we're going to be the next Facebook. We're going to be the next blah, blah, blah. The goal for John and I were, was to make enough money to support ourselves and our family 
And when we got to that level, we're like, okay, let's make enough money to support, you know, another developer and another developer. And and we just organically grew that way. And that's always kind of been our goal. I mean, we, we, we have seen opportunities that we've, you know, invested in, but again, none of them, nothing we've ever did was a get rich quick of solution. Nothing we ever did was with an intention of, of selling it in, in, you know, just just making money off the selling of the product. Um, that that's another thing he you know he he taught. But uh, or the the book talks about this book rework. But you know, but then he starts. Then the book starts to reference other practices. I, I should have taken notes because there were a few that just where yes, it worked for them in. Even you can even argue that they could have been better, they could have been bigger had they not gone the route. I I know, again speaking from personal experience, when we were looking for um, services to use for Diego Dev to manage projects, Basecamp was one of the ones looked at, and I believe we even started we even started an account on Basecamp, mm-hmm. and this was when. It was Basecamp 2, and base, they were moving to Basecamp 3, but Basecamp 3 wasn't released yet, and there was no immediate migration plan between 2 and 3. And ba- the, to their credit, in the book refers to, references this, is to be honest and upfront with your clients. To their credit, they were very honest and upfront of, hey, there's no migration from 2 to 3. <laughs> Uh, so if, you know, there may be one in the future, if we can figure out a way to do it, but when we cut over, there's not going to be a migration. And as a result of that, we did not go that route. You know, I, we were, we're like, well, this doesn't make sense. I don't want to, I want the features that are coming on three, three is a release. I'm not going to be stuck on two if I can't move to three. And we ended up just going with a completely different. And it's things like that. It's like, okay, well, you know. If you lost our business, I'm sure you've lost other business. And I think their point is, you're going to lose business, you know, just be okay with that. And if they're very much about, it's okay to lose business as long as it doesn't cost you more money to try to keep the business. And their interpretation of where that is, oh, I remember one of the things that really upset, well, it didn't upset me, but I didn't agree with. Uh, They talked about press releases. They're like, hey... Press releases, is, that's spam mail. That's spam. That's all you're doing. You're spamming people. I'm like, no, not exactly. <laughs> I'm like, a press release is an announcement. You don't really care who who picks it up. You're just making an announcement. And their point was, instead of doing a press release, you know, and hoping to get picked up by a big uh, publisher to have them talk about you, you should target, you know, other alternative sort of platforms and, and you know, pu- publish things through them. And in my head, I'm like, speaking from Diego Dev, the couple of press releases we did, we weren't targeting anybody. We were just like, hey, this is something we've done. We're proud of it. We're going to make an announcement of it. If anybody's interested and wants to talk to us about it, reach out to us. And I think it's the difference, you know, in business. I mean... Basecamp is a huge, you know, company. Well, they're not a huge company. They're very clear about that uh, as far as development size. But 
Basecamp as a product is much bigger than anything Diego Dev has. So for their now. interpretation, for now, <laughs> their interpretation of you know what a press release is and what it gets for them is different than mine. And that was my point. It's like if, if you're like two hundred dollars. Yeah, and if you're a company and you do something, and you're proud of it, and you don't have a buddy over at you know Lifehacker that you can call up and say, <laughs> "Hey, we're doing this cool thing," write an article about it, you know, then write a press release and release it. You know, there's there's nothing bad about it. You're not spamming people. It's, I I didn't agree with that. That that's one of the things that I there's there was a couple of points, but again, they they make a lot of good points too. Um, the one I that they mentioned that. Again, a practice that John and I uh, adhere to was the idea of hiring people. And it's like, if you have people who are who are uh, applying for a job at your company and they're just blanketing industry with resumes, then they don't care about you as a company. And they're just looking for work. And where there's validity for that, you as a business owner have to realize that and understand that that's something you want. And most of the times you don't want that. You want somebody who at least understands your company, who you are and what, you know, what you do. And John and I have, you know, we've always talked in the past about how we have a big practice of following developers for a very long time and developers we're interested in. We'll talk to them and see their interest and try to onboard them. Sometimes sometimes you offer them a, offer them a job and they turn you down because they wouldn't found or talk to their current employer and got more money, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Things like that. that. Which is all fine and dandy. Are you, are you frozen? Thomas, you look like you're frozen. Uh, wait, are you just realizing mistakes you've made? <laughs> almost, almost constantly. <laughs> but, uh, Rework is, a, if you're a small business owner, especially if you're in the tech field, Rework is a decent book to read. I mean, it's a pretty quick read. And like I said, DHH and Jason, I mean, you don't have to agree with everything they say as long as you have reasonable arguments against it. Any reason but, you haven't told me uh, about this book? Bastard. What's that? I, I said, any reason you haven't told me about this book? Every time I read a good I, I book. I literally, my, my buddy, Matt... Uh, recommended it to me uh, two days ago, and I just picked it up, and um, I'm almost done with it. Actually, I, I almost burnt through the whole book. So, so yeah, pick it up. Rework is what it's called. It's on a uh, it's on Audible, John. I know you're an, you're an Audible. Yeah. Person. That's, that's actually how I'm doing it. Yeah, I think most people are Audible people. <laughs> I don't know how anybody has time to physically read a book anymore. I I, I want to get there, but for me, it's like. I'm, it's either while I'm walking the dog or while I'm driving to Arizona is the time I have to consume a book. And both of those, trying to physically read, is is probably considered a bad practice. Probably. I don't know. Let's get, get yourself a good AR book system. You can have it floating in front of you while you're walking the dog. Maybe that's what your company needs to work on. My wife does all of her reading on the treadmill. Like I don't know how she does it, but she puts her her yeah. phone up there, and it's like when I go on the treadmill, I listen to a book, but I can't sit there and physically read it. It just annoys me. You know, I'm with you, John. I 
so I I, uh, I did go to the gym this week, and uh, what I did is I uh, I'm trying to work on my cardio. So I I rode I rode the bike for uh, about 20 minutes, and I was thinking to myself, was like if I have time to read, this is when I would read. But I'm like you. I was like I can't focus on when I'm riding a bike. I mean, even if it's a stationary bike, you know, obviously it's going anywhere, but. It's just like I just don't have that focus, and where I can still listen to an audio book, I, I don't know. And she reads it off her phone too, huh? Uh, or Kindle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's Beck. But my my wife, uh, she'll read an entire book on her phone, and I'm like, how do you do that? Seems that just seems not fun. No. Meanwhile, my wife can't get through an entire episode of Iron Fist without falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that great of a great of a series that out there. Yeah. So we talk often about all the podcasts we do, and Eric and I do uh, PHP podcasts for PHP Magazine. If you don't listen to it, start. <clears throat> and if you don't have it, subscribe. There you go. We gotta, it's much we, more well edited than this one. We got to get a uh, a referral link to. To the magazine, that'd be nice. Uh, you know, I, I think I think we actually have one. I, oh. I, I think Oscar sent me one. I have to I have to go get it. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll ask him about it again. <laughs> anyway, um, last month they had an interesting article on ways to find dead code, uh, placing tombstones in your code base, and I actually implemented that this week. So another high of the week was getting something like that written based on reading the magazine and. It got merged quickly. So, what what is tombstone? Yeah, what is a tombstone? So, the whole idea behind it is, you can go through your code and you're like, I think this is dead code, and I ran into this. I'm like, trying to adjust something, and there's like two paths, and I distinctly remember this old path and me writing a new path, and they do almost the same exact thing, and I'm like. So I'm pretty sure this the old one is dead, not being used. I looked in logs and couldn't see it being used anywhere, but knowing how conservative the management is, it, yes, they want dead code removed, but it's in a critical part of the code base that, if I'm wrong, would be de- detrimental. So a tombstone... As we learned today. Yeah. <laughs> As we learned today. <laughs> so a tombstone is simply putting code in however you want to do it, that lets the code still run, but alerts you, whether it writes to a log file that you go manually look at. Mine is, I simply new up a class, which does all the work and writes to me in Slack says, Hey, this code is still being used. So if it is being used and is being used as heavily as it should be being used, my Slack will just blow up and say, okay, you're done getting messages for a while. But just a my, my point is once it's merged. If I don't get anything within a day or two, because it should be a heavily used piece of code, I know it's really not being used. Now I can go delete that method and not be worried about it. Huh. I like that a lot. Yeah. He was explaining that to me. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, especially if you, if you throw in some log notification in there, if you, if you have one of these services that, that kind of watches your logs and gives you alerts, you just, Put a little notification. Well, that's kind of why I like. Let you know when somebody hits it. It's kind of why I like the Slack notification because it it gives me a uh, backtrace, 
our stack trace of where it's at tells me, you know, what was on there. And I had it, I set up where I could pass a message in if I wanted to. So I, I'm it, literally, like I said, newing up a class, sending in a message and the channel in Slack I want to hit. Uh, for this particular use case, I had it hit me directly, but it could also go to a, a channel that other people are watching. Fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you guys remember uh, CoinHive? Is this a cryptocurrency thing? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't remember. Well, so, I, I re- just real quick. I remember it because when we went to that Bitcoin meetup or cryptocurrency meetup, we had our Diego mm-hmm. Dev shirts on and it says experience the hive on the back. And people behind us are like, are you with CoinHive? It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coin, CoinHive uh, was kind of uh, part of the inspiration for BusCoin, the thing I was working on a while back. Um, <clears throat> mining Monero through JavaScript uh, on the browser. And, and the sad news has come out that CoinHive has decided to discontinue their service. Oh. Do we care? Uh, kind of. Um, because it was an actual thing that actually made money in cryptocurrency for people for a while, but it was also a serious problem with uh, hackers using the system to uh, get sites to to mine for them. So they would they would hack into somebody's WordPress site and drop in CoinHive and start taking people for a ride. Uh, but I guess it's just not going to work out anymore since uh, the Monero coin has dropped 85% within the year. And yeah, I just- the... If, if you're watching the stream, I just picked up, I just pulled up uh, Bitcoin. And Funny, I went and did the same thing just, on my computer. <laughs> it's yeah. just not pretty. It, it, something's wrong with crypto right now. I've seen so many people talking about how the, the bull market's coming soon and it's going to bounce back. And there was a day where Bitcoin went up a whole bunch all of a sudden and everyone was super excited that Bitcoin was coming back and it's not. It went right back down. Yeah. Uh, but the, I guess the hash rate, there was a fork in Monero. The hash rate difficulty doubled, so you're, they were getting half of the returns from it that they used to. And that on top of the 85% drop in value basically meant that they couldn't do anything that was worth more than a penny, no matter what they tried to do. So, yeah, March 8th, it, they will be shutting it down. It's funny, because there for a while, man, I thought I thought this was becoming a cryptocurrency podcast, and people listening were loving it. I mean, that, that was the feedback we were getting, as they wanted to hear more cryptocurrency. And now, it's like, we can actually go... <laughs> it might pop up, it might surface every now and then, but... I mean, not a topic anymore. No, it's it's pretty uh, pretty toast. I I mean, I don't know. What do you guys see cryptocurrency doing? Is is this just the evening out of the whole hype machine dying? Or I, I'd like to think it is. I, I still think there's a place for currency, and I still think that it has 
on longevity. I, I think people got crazy and people got, you know, wanted to jump on the hype train and everybody saw a quick way to get rich quick and didn't understand what they were doing and started investing a bunch of money and then, you know, selling it. And, but I think the technology and the philosophy behind cryptocurrency is valid. Uh, the idea of a global currency as a, a very cheap exchange rate um, has value. I mean, we are turning into a global economy with the internet. And the fact that we don't have a global currency is just absurd, right? I mean, the fact that we still have to figure out, you know, the, the if, if I'm going to buy something and they're selling in pounds, I got to figure out, okay, well, what's the... What's that translate to for me? And should I buy it now? Or should I wait for the dollar to get stronger and buy it later? And and I don't know. I I, I think I think if people understood what cryptocurrency was supposed to be, and I think they interrupted the market. Like I think they interrupted the organic growth of cryptocurrency. Well, I also think and, at the at the time when there was all that growth, or the the couple times there was a ton of growth in Bitcoin specifically. There was also this surge of just way too many different types of currencies, which confused the market. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just, I think that helped drive everything back down or drive people away because they were just so confused. And I think it yeah. became evident that that market was like the idea was that. The market couldn't be manipulated, and then we've realized, no, it can be manipulated. It can be manipulated very easily. And there's a lot of pump-and-dump schemes going on. And, yeah. But I don't know. I, 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 still think, I, I still think it has validity. I still think it's going to be... Something, something eventually is going to have to come, and if nothing else, replace it. And even the underlying technology sticking around, the, the whole uh, blockchain technology that the average end user who might have tried to buy a Bitcoin didn't even understand the, the the concept of the blockchain. That is still around, and that's actually being utilized. And you know, I I was sharing with John that uh, AWS even has a blockchain as a service there now. And yeah, again, and I think that's the direction it'll go. Is that the functional stuff will be around, but. I, I don't understand I mean I don't know where the the explosion in value came from because it was more valuable than it cost to mine. If you just calculated out your electrical bill and then the lifetime of the card that you were using for mining, that should be the value of the thing that it makes. Mm-hmm. And it was so inflated, and now it's now it's back down to those levels. Now it's down to the level of it costs as much to buy it as it does to make it. So mm-hmm. that's the natural place it should be at. The buttery in Discord referenced that you know he's still interested in, in that market, and we're not making him feel great about it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I like you I definitely said, should, but don't don't get paid in cryptocurrency. That's all. Just make sure <laughs> you get paid in actual money. And just like just like anything else, I mean, especially if you're looking with a with another company on a project or or another organization. I mean, just like any other thing, you just want to make sure that it, their intentions are good. You know, not quick scheme. So. 
Yeah, and make sure it passes the smell test. Is the project or product a thing that actually has a function on the blockchain instead of just being tacked onto the blockchain? Or do they just want to go have big conferences where they get to stand in front of everybody and do a whole rah-rah thing? Uh, Alright, so we're running a, we're starting to run a little long, but there's one more topic I wanted to touch on because everybody's feedback on this. Um, so I think we've all talked in the last year about specifically our dislike for, for Facebook. And I know myself, I, I, I drifted away from Facebook. Then, you know, I had some stuff happening in my family that threw me back book. And Thomas, you know, publicly announced that he was going cold turkey on Facebook, and that lasted for about 48 hours, and he was back on Facebook. Well, I have, <laughs> I have friends locally now, so yeah. it's important to be to be on Facebook, because I have to be to communicate with my friends. Well, and that's the thing. I, I said, you know, my, my, my not use of Facebook was, was not anything I, was inten- I wasn't intentionally doing, but I, I was even up front where, when I did get back on Facebook, I realized how much stuff I was missing from certain, not only groups of friends, but a family who has now taken to, this is how communicate with one another through Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really, I am missing stuff here. And I can, I cannot agree with it and not want to be a part of it, but it doesn't change things. Well, we've also talked in the past about things like GraphQL. And I am, Becoming a huge, huge fan of GraphQL. I mean, I, I'm I'm about to drink, drink the Kool Aid on GraphQL. Uh, yeah, it's pretty finding, awesome. Finding a little wrong with, um, and uh, somebody had pointed me to a site <clears throat> that was uh, called npm uninstall Facebook, and what it is actually talking about is not only not only not using Facebook, but not using any of the Facebook products. It, with GraphQL being one of those products, and they have a they have a whole list of you know Facebook kind of back products like you know what's WhatsApp, Yarn, um, React, which is you know a huge JavaScript library, uh, uh, Instagram, GraphQL. I mean, just a whole bunch of things that you wouldn't even think. And yeah, they're encouraging people. Hey, don't only not use Facebook. But don't use any of the pro- projects associated with Facebook. And to their credit, I mean, they, they do give you a, a list of alternatives. If you, if you click on GraphQL, GraphQL is a bad example. There aren't that many alternatives. Yeah, that is, the alternative to GraphQL is the old stuff that sucks. Right. And, pr- and pretty much, I mean, like a lot of the alternatives for the s- stuff that they're applying is like, yeah, no, that that sucks. Let's see what, let's see what WhatsApp Messenger are Skype, Telegram, eh, the Signal, Wire, Discord. Oh, we should talk about. It. Um, I don't know what what it, what are your opinions of it? Because I have my opinion, and if you if you're hanging around Discord, you already know my opinion. But I'd like to hear your opinions of it before I begin. It's stupid. What the the the, the whole concept of boycotting everything Facebook stupid. Yeah, because okay. I mean, they've contributed to PHP. So is yeah, that's fair? Yeah, I mean, just that, say like yeah, no fair. now. 
you know, it's not everything they touches becomes poison. And, and the issue is not their software. The software is good. That's why it's Facebook. That's why it's so big. The issue is the policies of how they use our data when they collect it. Uh-huh. So don't don't give them data. Don't let them collect your data. But don't ignore the tool because it's associated with a company that you dislike. I don't think that's smart at all. That's a very good point. Uh, do you have an opinion? No, I, I people still buy VWs. I, I like what Thomas said, and I I agree with that. Yeah, and I, I guess I, I I could fall right in line, and that that's kind of what I expressed too. It's like their development groups are, uh, I mean, top of the line, right? I mean, the the the, the things that these development groups producing are top shelf. Stuff. Yeah, if totally. You use, if you're using one of these services like GraphQL, it's not like they're leveraging these projects to gather data about you. I mean, Instagram, yeah, you know, the argument can be made of why not to use Instagram and WhatsApp and that. But things like GraphQL, where it's just a coding, you know, coding standard in, in philosophy and implementation that. Yeah, it's it seems bizarre to even include GraphQL because it's not even software. It's a it's a reference. It's a standard. Right. Well, even React. I mean, React is a is a framework, but but still, it's it's not like the React code base is gathering information about your app and sending it to Facebook. It's just it's no different than Vue.js or any other JavaScript framework out there. It just happened to have been you know come from the people at Facebook, the development teams at yeah. Facebook. So it's like if yeah. it's like it's like if somebody you didn't like invented the wrench and you were just like, well, never using wrenches then. Like, no, it's that isn't how it works. Okay. Alright. Alright. So that wasn't as controversial as a topic as I thought. I just I thought I'd throw it out there because like I said, a few people I, who have heard me talking about GraphQL had tossed this by me. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't care. <laughs> but I just want to make sure I wasn't missing something or I I or... understand the sen- I understand the sentiment where people are just so angry at Facebook for everything that they've done that they want to get away from it completely. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like this is a misguided effort. Mm-hmm. You know. But I again, I understand the anger. It's just, what are you going to do? Yeah. All right, well, I don't know. Do we want to wrap things up? I've got a, I've got a doom and gloom item I've got to address here because it, oh, it, it made some waves. All right. I thought, we, I thought we'd skip out without any doom and gloom. But I oh, no. No, my week hasn't been that bad. <laughs> Let's hear it. What do you got? Uh, there's a group called the Independent Security Evaluators who released a an assessment this Tuesday that said that 1Password, Dashlane, KeyPass, and LastPass are all highly insecure, leaking your data, extremely vulnerable to attacks. What? What, is, is, what, what article are you talking Are you in trouble at all? Yeah, I am in Trello. This is the guy holding a key. All right, let me pull. Let me pull it up. 
Yeah, that's what I was talking about before we started recording. I was like, damn it, why do you got to ruin everything? Well, it, it makes for a great headline uh, where people freak out and and say that nothing is secure and everything's the worst. Um, but the the reality is is no, this is not like an insanely bad vulnerability. Your passwords are not getting disclosed over the web or anything like that. The only real place where this is an issue is it if you're working on a shared computer and you're using a LastPass or you're using an app which is storing your password set in memory, apparently when it goes to a locked state, it doesn't properly clean up the contents of your password directory from memory. So it could be scraped uh, and by a local, by another local user running a, a program that knew where to access the memory and how to read it. And yeah, it, it's a totally blown out of proportion in the media. It, and I think all of these platforms have had patches released that fixed the issue. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it's a valid point. If you had a virus on your machine that could access your memory, it would be an issue too, right? So there's, it could be disclosed. Well, if you had a virus on your machine, then the moment you open up LastPass, it it would screw you over. Right. So if this is not an issue with viruses because a virus will win no matter what. It's got local authority. So anytime you log in, you're compromised. Right. Uh, the issue is other malicious users. And really... I, there's they they did a really deep dive into where things are getting leaked out of and in each app and how it would get attacked if it were to be attacked but uh, yeah this is really just an issue of how many users are on your computer and if it's one then it's not a problem and if you're using it or if it's at your home <laughs> computer Right. If basically this is an issue if you've installed LastPass at the library. Oh, I forgot I gotta get back there and uninstall that. Yeah. Forget about that. So like it is it is a vulnerability on a very technical level, but it's nothing like a, the critical vulnerability uncovered title would lead you to believe. Uh, in fact, the, the, so the title of the ZDNet article is Severe Vulnerabilities Uncovered in Popular Password Managers. But then the subheadline is, but the report has to be considered in a risk-based context, to which there is no risk. That's, that's, that's it. That's my whole doom and gloom for today, because the rest of the stuff I've got for doom and gloom, it's going in the uh, Patreon post. There you go. Oh, yeah, you didn't do your Patreon post yet this week, huh? No, I haven't done that, oddly yeah, enough. This, this it's been a bit of a crazy week. Our participants there. Patreons. Patreons? Patreons. Yes, Patreons. Patreons. I, I, got, I got yelled at by, by somebody in Discord. Correctly. 
I forget. It was, uh, who, who got at me? Me. No, no, no. She knows who she was. I forget her handle in, in Discord, but. Alright. Anyways. Discord is, uh, is, a, is my new thing. I was telling, telling John today, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm. For all our community efforts, I'm moving away from moving away from Slack. Like for our our local user group, our SDPHP user group, we had we tried to do a Slack channel, and I'm like, you know what, we're moving to Discord. So, so we actually have a SDPHP channel in our PHP Ugly Discord now. I'm gonna start start we're gonna start directing people. I like the I like the idea that we're moving the brand of of. PHP Ugly to be the parent company for SDPHP. Sure, why not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we we could we could say that. I mean, I, I did kind of do that with those uh, those videos. So, yeah. All you right. Gotta make sure get the get the elephant logo on the uh, uh, the SDPHP lanyards. <laughs> we don't have SDP lanyards. We do have PHP Ugly lanyards. And they will be mailed out shortly. I keep saying that. I know. I think we're like All right. three or four weeks into you saying that. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's, well, you know, I don't have a lot of help around the office. I just have a bunch of lazy asses as co-hosts that are like, you should do this stuff, Eric. You're good at it. I don't it. think anyone ever said you what, should do, do this. I think you chose to do that. Mr. I show up. Oh, by the way, I bought a bunch of the lanyards. I'm like, what? Why? Because I care about the people who listen to the show. It was before you had that idea. You're like, I wanted one, so I bought 50. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, they're minimum orders, man. I mean, (laughs) looks good on my motorcycle. I rode my motorcycle, and that's that's it's it's uh, my motorcycle key lanyard is the ugly one. I heard the the rain finally stopped there in San Diego. (sighs) It comes back finally tomorrow or Saturday. And I'm going to have snow all weekend. It's going to be wonderful. Sounds miserable. All right. I think that's it. We are episode 142 in the can. As always, it's been fun. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the people who support us. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson. I'm John Congdon. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at PHP Ugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.